Syria are fans everywhere. From our nation's capital, this is Cool of America. Welcome back, Curve Americans and Podcast Paisani. I'm Chris with Marco and Tad, and we're back for week 22. We started with some pump-up music this week for Tad. Ready to go. How are you guys doing? Woo! Yeah, I needed that pump-up music with the crappy weekend with all the crazy political stuff going on here <laughs> and Roma losing. So I threw out a little Brother Ali, a little bad MFR, Brother Ali, who is a Muslim man from Minneapolis. So, a uh, little solidarity, brother. Classic oh. song. There you go. Uh, yeah, so we're ready to go here for week 22, but uh, we're going to start definitely some interesting times here in D.C., guys. Uh, a new sheriff in town, and it, and it feels that way in town, no? Yeah, I mean, you rolled in here with a bottle of wine. I did, I'd never seen that before in my life. Yeah, more on that later. Yeah. Yeah, but... Chris, Chris's life's got to be interesting these days because he just became part of the sexiest field of law in the United States these days, yeah. being an immigration lawyer. He walks in through the door. He's all clean shaven. He's got new shoes. He's got like skinny jeans on. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's an exciting time for work. Uh, I, I promise to our our podcast Paisani out there, the the podcast won't suffer for it. But uh. two weeks ago, Chris is trying to chat up a girl, and she's like, "What do you do? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Oh, what kind of law?" immigration oh and now they're like what kind of law immigration oh, oh wow total total icebreaker yeah. mrs ross is right around the corner on this one this might work out in your favor even we, screws a lot of other people we shall see uh certainly have solidarity with the immigrants uh, out there other yeah, big chris is chris is on the immigrant side let's let's just say that yes i yes i am an advocate for the immigrants yes uh uh, some more Americana news here. We got Super Bowl week, guys. Uh, big game on Sunday. Kickoff at 618, I think. Uh, so the question is for the podcast, if you are more of a Serie A fan than a NFL Super Bowl fan, who would you be supporting in this uh, Super Bowl this year? We got the Patriots, who are there seemingly always, and the Atlanta Falcons, new kids on the block. Yeah, I mean, um, I think if you're a Juve fan, you gotta you gotta be rolling with the Patriots. Um, but funny thing is, is like you know, Bilicek has been coach at you know at at New England forever, and it seems like Juventus changes their clo- coach every you know two to five years. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're totally dominant. I think that you know Fiorentina might be the uh, Atla- Atlanta of of the of the pack even though they've won a couple times you, you guys are totally missing a served up one here Atlanta would be Atalanta yeah that's a good point <laughs> it's yeah. true and Fiorentina did win a couple scudetti Atlanta never won a super bowl so that actually makes more sense but we thought about that way too hard. We thought about that way too hard. <laughs> you were looking up to see Bologna, everyone. Hey, Bologna. It's, it's Atalanta. Yeah. Or excuse you, Atalanta. Atalanta. Yep. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to say that's probably the easiest one to go with. But middle of the pack team, making it to the big uh, the big game. Uh, I think those are, those are good choices, guys. Also, to uh, bring in the weekend here, we're going to, this has got to keep this G-rated, Tad, but you have a bachelor party Oh, yeah. Uh, for your upcoming oh, Roma yeah. wedding derby. Nipple tassels, 
that's what's going to be rocked. No, we're going down to Charleston. Actually, Chris, unfortunately, you can't make it because immigration law is now the forefront yes. of American culture. Yes. Um, but uh, Marco and I are going to drive down with his brother, Alessandro. There's like 15 of us. Um, we've rented like a big house in Charleston, South Carolina, like right downtown. Um, we, the pig pen is what we're going to call that place. Yeah. Whereas Charleston was described to me by uh, the organizer of the batch, Felter, batch uh, party, one Christopher Feltz. Um, Charleston is a is like New Orleans, but with more teeth. Um, <laughs> but I, I basically had one criteria for my bachelor parties. I wanted to go to a southern city I'd never been before. Charleston is apparently off the heezy. We're gonna all bet on the uh, uh, on the Super Bowl, so everyone is going to um, basically put in like fifty or hundred bucks, um, and we're gonna pick. I don't know if we're gonna do the money line or whatever, but we're we're, bet, we're betting a team. I'm definitely gonna bet on the Patriots. I'll take three points. Um, and hopefully, whatever comes out of that, we'll use to pay for the accommodation. Three points? That's the line? That's the line, baby. Wow. So, yeah. Um, go Pats in, in that respect. And also, I mean, like, how do you not like Tom Brady? Yeah. Listen to me. Three points? That's the line? Yeah. Good thing I'm betting on this game. <laughs> we're uh, we're very happy for on Tad's behalf. Uh, Roma chose to reschedule this uh, Sunday game so we can watch the Super Bowl and he can have a... Uh, um, a bachelor party but we will say uh for all the listeners out there next week's podcast to be determined because both these guys are going to be coming uh yeah we decided we decided to drive i don't really like flying and like road trip holla at your boy um me and and charlos charlos squared um so yeah we got to get up and after like three days of partying drive back to uh uh to dc from charleston which is about like an eight hour drive um, and then we're going to be rolling in here. I guess we'll just make Ale drive the whole way so we can. We're, we're researching Alessandro. We got to research the podcast. Tad may be doing the 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 podcast on in a wheelbarrow. We'll just <laughs> wheelbarrow him in and then drop the mic from the ceiling. Yes, please sur- survive, guys, so Curve America can move forward. Uh, so it should be an exciting weekend. Uh, it'll be like Jabba the Hut next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So uh, enjoy the Super Bowl, uh, Super Bowl week out there. Um, but we do have some uh, some Syria to talk about before then, guys. And if you're around in Charleston, South Carolina next weekend, and you see a devilishly handsome bearded man, um, nowhere near any sort of gentleman's club or anything like that. <laughs> um, actually, I'm going to go to a family barbecue. There might be a little Bible study going on. But holla at you, boy. All right. All right, guys, we want to remind everybody out there, we got social media and AS Roma 360 where people can find us. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, FabioAcurveAmerica.com, and the new website, AS Roma 360, has a podcast tab for us on there, uh, so you can listen to the podcast there as well. Um, hey, guys, I'm going to bring up something new this week for the, uh, for the social media outreach. Um, if you happen to have an iTunes account, um, please go on there and rate the podcast and please leave a comment. That's how you, uh, iTunes rates us higher and allows us to be more visible and also has people like audible.com and stamps.com and whatnot will eventually come knocking on a door to give us a little money. That's how we fund Tad's nipple tassels for his bachelor <laughs> weekend. So it's going to a good cause. I, I, have, I have expensive tastes, so please <laughs> rate and comment. <laughs> All right. Um, 
We're also probably going to have a, an interesting Facebook post on there uh, in the coming week or so. Um, we, we've had some fun and try to connect some of the character players with uh, characters in, in uh, pop culture here. So uh, we're going to try to put something up on our Facebook page that, that kind of brings all that together, the Syria Sopranomi, or uh, nicknames. Uh, the sums that we've given to players out there. So, so you're gonna be able to find like Fat Boy G, um, Principal Strickland, uh, Riff Raff, all, all all the names that that, that we've been passing out. Dries Mertens. Yep. So be on the lookout for that, and please uh, hit us up on on uh, our social media accounts. We'd love to hear what you guys think about the show. Feel free to just print that one off and make it a poster on your wall too. <laughs> All right, guys, let's turn to actual soccer, and we're going to go back and look at some Coppa Italia action. Marco, what do you got for some results from last week? Coppa Italia is getting saucy over here. We got uh, Napoli-Fiorentina, one nothing, two red cards that game. Callejon gets his goal, and uh, Napoli looking fresh in those black kits with the gold Kappa girls down the arms. Love that jersey. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty wicked. Juventus beat Milan. And uh, Dybala and Pjanic are on the score sheet. I mean, guys, is there ever a week where Dybala's not scoring now? I mean, it's ridiculous. We're doing something awesome. Yeah. Baca gets a goal in that one, too. So this week, we got Inter versus OTFR. I got a good feeling that Inter might do something good there. And uh, Roma versus Cesena. And uh, I'm seeing here a phonetic spelling. <laughs> what does that say? Chisena? It's not Cessna. Hey, <laughs> after the Calgary debacle last week, Chris is hedging his bets. That's right. That's right. There's three ways to say that word, and you're saying it right. Well, apparently. we can only hope that the Lord will give us a normal result against Cesena uh, so that Roma can move forward in their quest for another Coppa Italia trophy. All right, guys, everyone get your wood spoons. You heard it from Marco. It's getting saucy. That's right. That's right. Miranera sauce. All right. So let's start talking about week 22. Um, want everybody to relax out there, settle in, and open up whatever you got. Marco's got his olive oil. We got a special thing uh, uh, this week with uh, some carbonated beverages. Um, <laughs> First one is going to be mine. Uh, as as it was mentioned before in the podcast, I did bring some wine just as a, a bit of a protest uh, toast here for the podcast. This is a wine called Riunite, and it's it says on the bottle, small village wineries, da-da-da-da-da. Uh, they make wine and never forget their roots and core values. So I thought that was kind of appropriate as America, a nation of immigrants, and uh, being an Italian-American myself... Uh, with the immigrants so cheers to uh the immigrant community out there uh this one's for you love you mom and dad yeah love you people that i oh i guess my my grandfather was an immigrant from norway there you go but like that's not a country that trump's really worried about <laughs> uh but tad also brought in uh, some some uh, mineragua there's no phonetic spelling for this one yeah so i mean basically i'm, I'm trying to do aqua frizzante which if you know anybody knows me i like the frizzantissimo the Fritzy of the Frizzy, which is just sparkling water. But the uh, Honduran grocery store downstairs has like uh, this this Jaritos Mineragua club soda. So if we spill this wine, get a little salt, we can clean that stuff right up. Club soda and salt. There we go. All right. So now that we all uh, have our beverages, let's get to the rundown. In the week of the upset and the draw, Juventus doesn't care that Berardi is back as Fatboy G puts some distance between Juve and the rest of the field. 
Roma and Napoli tell the Serie A world that they're playing for second place. That feels awesome. OTFR gets Bobby Englished. Uh, <laughs> good one. Roberto Inglese for Chievo. And Inter launch themselves into fourth place while Milan fall to seventh. And my favorite part of this podcast is going to be the Crotone Show. They show Syria how to score against Skorupski. All right, guys, let's jump into it with the top five. Starting with the top of the table is Juve and Sassuolo. This one finishes 2-0 in Juve's favor. Fatboy G rises to Capo Cannonieri, ranks and leads Juventus to another three points for the top of the table. Tad, you got it. Go ahead. Well, as we start off this podcast, we're just going to have to all point out who's the great prognosticator of the three of us, because I called the score of this game. If you remember at the end of last episode, if you were still awake after an hour and 15 minutes, I called Juventus to beat Sassuolo 2-0. That's why you're wearing a black and white adidas jacket right now yeah i'm i'm, I'm the zabretto right here man <laughs> um how dare you uh juve i mean they came out in that hyper attacking 4-2-3-1 again with dibala playing by iguain and cuadrado and manzukic on the wings and juve just like last week almost scoring immediately in the ninth minute when sandro crosses the fat boy g who just straight up punks cannavaro to remind everyone that he is the crappy Cannavaro, not the good Cannavaro. <laughs> and the slow Cannavaro, man. Actually, he didn't even look like he was trying to run his hardest to recuperate that ball. It was weird. It's tough to run when you're on your butt as Fat Boy G is knocking a goal in right in your face. Um, you know, Juve keep up the pressure as Iguain feeds Kadir in the 25th minute to put Sassuolo away. It was a straight-up dirt nasty ghost by Dybala that basically left Kadira so open that he could have flown to New York put on an NYF, NYCFC jersey, flown back to the MyPay Stadium, and still not had anybody within 10 yards of him. He knocked in uh, basically that dirty German strike that's so efficient that the, it, the trains in Italy ran on time for the rest of the day. <laughs> Boom, 2-0. That's all she wrote. And guys, the story of this game is it's basically the same game that they played last week. They, they, they came out in a similar fashion. They came out strong, oppressing tactics, and they go up 2-0 before Sassuolo can even get into the rhythm of the game. So maybe what do you guys think? That uh, you know, Juve have a, have a loss that they didn't expect, and uh, you think this is just them coming out saying, we're not losing the league. We're taking this for real now, for serious, because these are really impressive lineups that they're throwing out there right away. I think this is Juve playing Sassuolo, and Sassuolo's just... You know, yeah, they got Berardi back, but this season seems uh, kind of lost for Sassuolo. Luckily, the bottom of the bunch are so bad that nobody else got to worry about being relegated this this season. But Sassuolo right now, very down moment. And Juve, yeah, you know, they come off a poor result, and that's what they do. They bounce back. Yeah. Well, Allegri, you know, I mean, for all the, the stuff back and forth we've been going on about, you know, is Juve overlooking the Serie A every time... You know, they lose a game or they draw, the sky is falling. Although I don't think they've drawn a game this year. Um, but, you know, Allegri's coming out saying that the Scudetto, six straight Scudetto, quote unquote, be legendary, which I, you know, no duh. <laughs> but, um, you know, apparently he wants it and you got to. Um, we, should, know, we should have hashtag obvious things coaches say. Yeah. 
I got you, one you, coming up. Useless sound. Yeah. When you're the Juve coach, I'm, I'm the whatever you have to say is probably just redundant over and over, right? Yeah, I mean, so Fat Boy G knocks one in. He's got 15 goals, which ties in with the Cardi and Jekko for the Capo Yeti. And he actually did, speaking of Jekko, did like his best Jekko impersonation this week. He could have had a hat trick if he like scored sitters. But he had one that was straight donkey into the stands. Um, I think he, I think when he kicked it, he was like, Hah! and then well, there's a lot of like that awful. scared me. That yeah, was this, a lot of noise right this there. There's a lot of like weird. <laughs> is this turning into like the fart noise, foghorn, mm-hmm. you know, Howard Stern show? <laughs> I apologize to everybody for that. But you know, with this lineup, guys, my question to you is: you know, they showed Marquezio dejected on the bench. You got Bruno Alves. Where does Marquezio? Alves and you know Barzali in this formation is on the bench. How do they fit in to the new Juventus formation? I mean, Marquisio, I think last year was you know while he was while he was healthy, he was one of the most important players for Juventus. So you know it's it's good you know if you have him in rotation, I think you know Allegri is going to be playing him. All three of these players are going to fit in. You know, you have Champions League coming around the corner, tough matches against Inter coming around the corner. So you need to to rotate your team. And yeah, maybe they've been out of favor, but, you know, they're right there. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, I noticed at the end of this game, Dybala not very happy getting subbed off and refuses to uh, shake Allegri's hand. Uh, maybe that's going to be a super sub. <laughs> yeah, if I were Allegri, I would have just bent him over and spanked him in front of everybody in the crowd. But apparently... You know, after the game, Dybala apologized. You know, Bonucci, who's probably the the de facto leader of this team behind Gigi Buffon, who actually turned 39 for this game. So happy birthday, Uncle Gigi. Um, you know, thanks for all the presents that you send your nieces and nephews. You know, every... every, every the checks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's just kind of a thing that young players have. Um you know, he, he doesn't want to leave the game, but as you become more of a professional and you get a little older, um, you realize that, you know, it's not the end of the world and you need to, to be professional in, in every, you know, every way possible. All right. So Tad's not going to sub him out. Um, not Dybala, dude. The guy is gross. Yeah. He is so good. We got a little explanation, too, on uh, what he's doing after his goals. Uh, the, the mask celebration. Yeah. So he went out on Twitter and he asked his fans to, you know, post videos or images of them doing the little mask thing he does with his hand. Uh, you know, you can't really tell. It looks like a, he's doing the check mark under his nose, but it's apparently supposed to be like a gladiator mask. So that guy's secret debunked uh, or myth debunked, guys. I know everyone's really excited to know about that. You know, he's not Roman. But he's still doing the gladiator thing. Good for you, dude. Yeah, no, I th- I think this is all smoke and mirrors. I think he's doing the dark wing duck. <laughs> uh, let's turn our attention, I guess, to the transfers. Uh, um, what do we got for Juventus? Yeah, Juve staying hyperactive again. It looked like for a while that Hernanes was going to be loaned to Genoa. Seems he rejected that uh, deal. Um, they just finished signing Orsolini. Uh, picked him up for six million, and everyone's sad to see go. Patrice Evra's out the Serie A after bringing such great levity. Um, you know, I actually was th- considering picking up his 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 you know 
Patrice Everest sings Tom Jones album that it was probably going to come out uh, uh, pretty soon. But uh, or Barry White, I guess. We love you, Patrice. Yeah, I, he really is an awesome guy. Uh, the Bleacher Report put on uh, like the photo of like announcing this news. He's just got like a like a face painted cat. Uh, it just shows he's just got a good sense of humor. So Is it a filter. No, it was just like literally like if you go to a carnival, like you have your face painted. That's what he had this on. Is weird. So. Yeah, that's, that's, that sounds like Patrice. Couldn't I, be a ze- couldn't be a zebra. Sad, sad to see characters like that go. Uh, best of luck, Patrice, in in uh, the French league. Well, with my allusion earlier to Sammy Kadira wearing an NYCFC jersey, there's talk about him maybe going to the MLS. Ah, it all makes sense now. Yeah, um, Vieira says there's been no interest. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But the biggest kind of rumor that's been floated around here with Allegri is um, apparently he's in advanced talks to replace Arsene Wenger, uh, Wenger sorry, in, uh, in, in the Premier League. Um, according to this publication, I put that in air quotes, called The Express. Guys, we're going to start the, the new segment, hashtag truth or trash. Allegri is in advanced talks um, to replace Arsene Wenger. Trash, because I feel like Arsene Wenger is going to the. He's going to be buried in the on uh, on Emirates Field, you know. Yeah, he's dealing with a what is it a six game ban right now because he shoved a referee up there in uh, Arsenal. But I think this is trash. I think you, Allegri's not going to leave Gabbage. Juve. How, how gangster is that? You're like 143 years old and you're still straight up jacking refs for <laughs> serving six game bans. Let's uh, let's turn real quick to Sassuolo here because they uh, have some transfer rumors too. Uh, Ted, what have you heard about them maybe unloading some players? Well, I'm just saying this just because I like to say his name. It's Squinzy makes yeah. another Curve America podcast appearance. Um, he says, and I quote, our goal is to keep our players, including DeFrell. He's been back and forth with all sorts of Roma uh, uh, links. In football, anything can happen. This is obvious. This is our will. I can tell you one important thing. Sassuolo has no economic problems and has no need to give in. We will not weaken ourselves. So basically, he's saying if you want the frell, you know, come with that cheddar. Yeah. Squinzy. <laughs> Sounds like the, the name of my rubber ducky <laughs> in my bathtub. The more interesting one, though, on this one is uh, Pellegrini, though, has also been linked to Roma. And actually, if you gave me the choice between these two players, I'd, I would want Pellegrini. Not only is he a young Italian, but I think he has a higher ceiling than DeFrell. Um So, yeah, I mean, it, apparently Roma's circling and Squinzy saying, you know, get them dollars up or otherwise we'll talk to you in the summer. One more thing I will I have to bring up. Otherwise, the Roma Club DC will will cream me. The Agnelli family, the Juventus owners, is in some sort of scandal right now, some sort of ticket scandal, with giving um, tickets to a mob boss to give to the ultras. It's kind of unclear what the scandal is because it seems like that's kind of par for the course in Italy. There's going to have some sort of like mafia involvement with the ultras. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But, you know, it, it kind of erupted in... Uh, in the Italian press, and I think that's basically because, you know, anything that's scandalous with Juventus after Calciopoli and, you know, basically all the all the accusations of them basically was bribing refs all the time, um, you know, it's, it's going to come to the forefront. So all you people out there who love that scandal and intrigue, we got the Agnelli family, Juventus, Mafia. Why watch, rea- why watch reality TV? What, what is it? MTV, <laughs> E! True Hollywood? Is, what, yeah. You don't need said yeah. Right. Yeah. There's well, only so many hours in the day that I can watch Vanderpump Rules. But. Yeah. All the drama there is. Yep. 
so Juventus still in first place with 51 points. Sassuolo down near the basement, 16th place with 24 points. Let's what? <laughs> the danger zone. We're, we're not there yet, guys. Let's stay with the top five and turn to the second worst part of the weekend here. It's Roma losing to Sampdoria 3-2. Roma reminds us all again why we drink. Uh, yes, it is tough being a Roma fan. What'd you guys think here of this game? So uh, thought we were going to win this one early on, and uh, didn't turn out that way, huh? Yeah, you know, unfortunately, uh, Vermaelen decided to uh, leave his brain at home uh, this week. Even though I, I have to say I like Vermaelen as a player. Um, you know, Roma goes up in the beginning of the game, and it seems like it's going to be another smooth sailing uh, win for Roma, you know, even though they've been grinding out results. And then, you know, Luis Muriel just takes Vermeulen down the line without even trying, you know, plays the ball into that guy Prayet, and he finishes 1-1. Uh, and then Roma goes up again in the second half, and it's like, okay, you know, like, here we go, like... You know, as Roma fans, you're like, this is why Roma's different this season. They are able to, you know, go up and down in the game, and they have the and the, the Jacko fortitude. goal too. You feel like if Jacko scores, like Jekyll's all scoring. the stars are aligned. Yeah, and there you go. You know, you got a, a a ball that's bouncing around in the in the 18 yard box and it gets headed like two or three times. De Rossi's looking at the ball like, what is he doing? He's been playing so well for the last three weeks, and just Vermeulen kind of out of position. Schick, our man, Razor Man, Schick. Razor Man. Well, he's not our man this week, but he gets the goal. And it's like, dude, how is this happening right now? 2 2, Roma's supposed to be in form. They're, you know, hot on, on the tracks of Juve. And here's some Dodia who's been like a, you know, subpar team the entire se- season. And they're playing out of their minds. Well, considering also last week in the Coppa Italia when we just lathered up them buns and waxed off all the hair, yeah. it's unbelievable. Yeah, no, and just this is what it means to be a Roma fan, no? I mean, Juve gives us a great opportunity by dropping a game. You come into this game thinking, we're, hey, we just keep going with these middle-of-the-pack teams, and we'll, we, we'll, we got a challenge for the Scudetto here. And then we, we lose. We lose to Sampdoria. That's right. It gets worse. When Antonio Rudiger like, gets, uh, gets a yellow card for, for nothing, and... Here comes uh, Muriel, takes a free kick from, you know, 25 out that bounces off of Rajan Angolan's head, goes in the goal, you know, end of the game, Strutman perfect passes to Jekyll. He gets fouled in the box, but they call offsides, wasn't even offsides. So things kind of fall and collapse around Roma, and there you go. Roma loses 3-2, and it seems like... Quags, I usually have your back, but you are a diving fool in this one. Diving all over the place, and it just kind of feels like for a second, oh yeah. What did you guys feel during... That's what it feels like to be a Roma fan. Yeah. What did you feel during the game? My my personal feeling was we didn't seem to have pace. Uh, just just Sampdoria seemed to have our number of just winning the midfield. Uh, we just didn't seem that into it the whole game. Well, I think it helps that the babyface killer was straight up on fire in this game. And he he's played a, well. He's a player that, you know, two assists and a goal, that's, that's playing real well. Um you know, he's a type of player that if he's on can can make a serious impact. But it's one of those Roma losses where we thought we had it in hand. 
they go level, and before we know it, we're down three two. I mean, I went to the bathroom yeah. after the, after that two two because I was disgusted. I'm like, finally, I can go pee. I'm gonna come back, gather my thoughts. You know, maybe read about the upcoming games that are on the advertisements in the wall of Ireland's forecourts. Yeah. You know, read some hilarious bathroom graffiti. I come back three two. That I got to be put on suicide watch. Yeah, we did enjoy some of the being commentary. The Mercurial Muriel, the babyface killer, has a new nickname. Dude. Whittle Richard and <laughs> Martin Freeman. That I mean, I don't know if that's his name, but that English guy sounds exactly like Bilbo Baggins, Martin Freeman. Um, we were calling him Shrek last time, but he's he's definitely the Fargo man himself, Martin Freeman, <laughs> um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Let me let me just run down his whole his whole uh, Wikipedia filmography. They were just all over Vermeil in the whole game. He like took a touch in the in like at half field and like oh Vermeulen's feeling a little he's feeling uh, confident he's, yeah, it looks like uh, maybe Spalletti talked to him in the halftime pace yeah <laughs> yeah so disappointing for uh, Roma here we we lose and and now it's us and Napoli probably fighting for second place um, I guess I'll ask you guys uh, you know. Is this is this it? Did Juve that that was our chance? Juve Juve dropped one and then we dropped one. So well, it's always going to feel like that in games like this because Roma had was winners of five in a row. You know we hadn't lost in 2017. You you get so you you get you can just almost smell it. You can smell the fear coming from Juventus. But you know Roma shoots themselves in the foot, so it feels like you know all is lost. Um, maybe we should just play for the Coppa Italia. But we could find ourselves within a point, you know, a month from now, and it's game on again. So, no, I think that Roma needs to stay strong. Um, but I think they would do themselves a favor if they went out. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, the thing about this take. the thing about this game is it's the classic game where you need a player like Salah, you know. The team, uh, Sampdoria, is playing like they, you know, where has this Sampdoria team been? They're playing out of their minds. Everybody's running 100 miles an hour. They're high-pressing like, like they think they're Barcelona. And it's the perfect chance to have that counter-attack style, you know, where you send Salah on one of those insane runs where he misses 10 goals and then scores two. You know, it's like, it's the perfect example of when you need Salah. And it might be something that, that you know, kind of to look at this, transfer window you know because Salah's going to the finals of African Cup of Nations and we haven't really picked up anybody other than Grenier this this transfer window like I think that uh, Roma's been lacking in the transfer window yeah we certainly miss Salah and uh, wish him well in the African Cup of Nations down there he's, he's killing it couple, couple of hit, quick hits guys uh, while we're here uh, I, I strongly recommend Checo's got an article on asroma.com it opens with him complaining about the roads of Roma. Uh, it's just funny to listen to, but um, he talks about some interesting stuff. Uh, something also Pjanic said uh, that he wishes he had a rest sometimes, and that honestly got Pjanic out of uh, uh, Roma. Um, so definitely check that out. Some other news for Roma: um, De Rossi contract talks, Tad. Yeah, he's you know he's he mentioned earlier that he was going to take a half pay cut. We'll see what happens. You know, going on from 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 there, but the biggest one, guys, is we've been sniffing for Defrel, sniffing for Pellegrini. Apparently, we inquired about Baselli, but the big one is apparently we threw out thirty million offer for um, Frank Kessie, which I love. Frank Kessie, I think he's an excellent player. My man, <laughs> my man, Frank Kessie. So, guys, 
Hashtag truth or trash, Kessie DeRoma. Uh, trash. I mean, they're not going to let go of Kessie. Uh, we got one day till the transfer window closes because today's the 30th. And it's just, he's too big of a player. I don't think he moves from Atalanta this this uh, transfer window. I think that's too much money for, for Frank Kessie. Uh, I, I know they offered it, but uh, I, I just don't see uh, Atalanta selling. I, I just you, don't see it. You and Doug Dean as well. He was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I posted about that on fa- on Twitter, and he was like, nah. Yeah. Nah, too much money. Yep. That'll do it for Roma and Sampdoria. Roma is sitting in second place. They have got 47 points right now. And Sampdoria, middle of the pack, they're in 12th place with 27 points. Let's keep rolling, guys. And we got up next, Napoli and Palermo. This one finished 1-1. How about it, Palermo? Napoli dominate but miss out on a golden opportunity to catch up with Roma. Marco, you got this one. Yeah, you're right about them dominating. 19-3 in shots, 75-25 to in possession. I mean, that's like Barcelona stats right there. Yeah. But in the fifth minute, Nestorovsky bags a, a, a goal, a header, and it's his eighth of the season. My man Nestor is prolific. I mean, we, I feel like we're saying this man's name every single week, despite him being on Palermo. It's pretty impressive. Uh, Callejon misses an absolute tap-in in the first half, and there's some posts being hit as well. I mean, like I said, Napoli's just all over Palermo because Palermo's garbage. And, and uh, you know, Posovic is just absolutely having an incredible game. Yep. Do you think that when Callejon like misses a tap in like that and like he just like reaches out like he like he like he wants to grab it back after he taps he's like Kelly Hall <laughs> like no you love saying his name man yeah, that's an awesome name man <laughs> Kelly Hall so with nine saves i mean Posovic looks like he's about to be the man of the match and then guys our italian word of the week which we should have made this our italian word already papera which is basically big flop. In the 66th minute, Posovic shot from Mertens outside the 18. You know, it's kind of a slow roller, dribbles through his legs, and yeah. it's the most basic mistake on earth. Sorry, Posovic, you just fell into the not top 10, uh, if there was one in on Corvo America, but you're trash. I felt- is that going to get a Marco Chen Chen? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> you no, not don't, get a chin chin. Don't waste it on that. Yeah, man. The, as a former goalkeeper, like, I felt b- so bad for him because, like, number one rule, get your knee down. You can't get five holds uh, on a shot like that. And he knew it, too. I mean, he was down on the ground, just wants to crawl in a hole. Um, feel for the guy. Poor Posovic. Yeah, poor Posovic. Anyways. Another goal from Mertens, though, guys. That's 13 on the season for him. He... He's, he's creeping on a come-up for this Capo Cannonieri. Yep. But end of the day, Palermo gets the tie. And they get that point. They get that point to you know create a little bit more separation from Piscata and uh, the bottom of the table. And it's just... It's a, it's a game that left left me wondering, you know, after all this talk of Napoli being maybe able to beat Real Madrid, you know, in the Champions League with their form and all this. I mean, does this game show Napoli's true colors? I mean, are they are they just not an elite team? I mean, that's that's really tough to say based on this performance. Um, yes, they drew Palermo, who Palermo is not good. But as you said, Posovac had an excellent game. And to just show how they straight up and down just dominated. They took 
They took Palermo down to the dungeons. They strapped their arms and legs with ankle cuffs. They pulled out the whip and they dominated uh, uh, Palermo <laughs> this whole game. You got to think that it's just unlucky on their part. And they, they, they could have won this game 5-0, but instead they, they, they draw 1-1. Yeah, I agree with that. Napoli is a dangerous team. I, I think they're a real contender. They're elite, certainly for Serie A, and I think in the Champions League. Uh, they're going to give Real a, a run for their money uh, in a couple weeks here. Yeah, you're going to get all you can take. Yep. All you can take. The other thing we got to point out uh, for Palermo here. So Carini resigned. They're on their fourth coach uh, of, of uh, the year here uh, for, for Palermo. Uh, Diego Lopez, the Uruguayan, signs a two-year deal and becomes, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure, it's fourth coach. It's, isn't it like the 17th coach in four seasons? It's since 2011. It's some 15, insane number. 15. Yeah. 347th coach since yeah. this morning. We've got to live, give of a, a bit of a golf clap here for uh, the uh, agent for this guy because he signs a two-year deal for Palermo. And given their track record here, he's not going to last more than three or four months. So that, He thinks it's two years. He thinks that it says two years, but it really says two months. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would need to have some serious guaranteed money if I got to go in there and Zamperini's going to be threatening to eat my testicles every other day. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so credit to him, man. Uh, Two-year deal, that is uh, guaranteed money. But coming in, you sign this deal and you have to show up against Napoli in your first game. Uh, those are big shoes to fill. But he gets the result, man. He gets a point. I actually so think it's the best way to do it because you go in and your expectations are low. If you get that win, all of a sudden you're Jesus Christ reincarnated. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, so, yeah, I, I also wanted to mention here, uh, uh, sorry, uh, he uh, talked about losing Iguain. He, he acted like he was like a son, and he was surprised he went to Juve instead of the English Premier League. Just any thoughts on that? Uh, sorry, uh, still has some feelings for Iguain and, and uh, still respects him as a player. Well, Fatboy G came out um, today and said that sorry felt like like a father to him. So yeah, I mean, cue the violins in the background, man. Yeah, yep. He's he, he's 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 putting the olive oil in his hair. You know, oh everything would be good, Fatboy G. Greasing his back every night. A little bit of sad news, too. We wanted to offer our condolences. Uh, an ex-youth Napoli player, uh, Renato Di Giovanni. Um, apparently, he got gunned down uh, in Napoli, which is uh, unfortunate. Um, our, our thoughts to his family. Um, Keeping with the young players, and I guess the one big transfer thing for Napoli, though, is Gabbiadini looks like it's it's all done and dusted. He's going to Southampton for 17 or $18 million. But later, Scabiadini, we uh, uh, we hope that you do well in Southampton and can bud into a superstar and then come to Roma. Maybe yeah. get a nice haircut over there, too. Yeah, and hopefully you fit into the harmony of Southampton. Uh, we'll, we'll see uh, what that ends up being. Anything else, guys, for transfer with these guys? El Cadori for Napoli? Yeah, he seems to be on his way out. But other than that, um, you know, I think Napoli's... Not, Napoli's not going to be grabbing anybody else at this point. Maybe Nestorovsky, my man Nestor, but no. I, I, I honestly don't think that Napoli's going to be making any other big moves. Well, yeah. Palermo has had a rich history of feeding superstar strikers to uh, Napoli, so maybe your man Nestor is the next one. We'll see. Between Edison Cavani and... But hey, the future is is bright for Palermo. How often do we get to say that? They got a new coach and a draw against Napoli. We'll see what they can do with it. 
So we got uh, Napoli right on Roma's heels with 45 points. They're in third place. And we know where Palermo is, down in the basement in 19th place with 11 points just above Piscata. Keeping it rolling, guys. After that, we got the next uh, fourth place team. We got OTFR playing Kievo. Otfer. Otfer, yes. And we got an, a shocking score here. 0-1, Kievo's favor. Roberto Inglés, Bobby English, the man, the myth, the legend, is all the flying donkeys need to upset OTFR in the 91st minute here. First thing you notice watching the highlights of this game is Stadio Olimpico for OTFR. Nobody there. Uh, just really an empty stadium. You could feel it. Do we even um, have to say it anymore? Yeah, it, it's it's just sad. I mean, there's nine sad. season ticket holders decide not to show up today. Yeah. It's too uh, cold. O- OTFR did uh, own this game, I'd say. Kievo was on their heels in the first half. Felipe Anderson had a really good game, just didn't finish at all. Uh, the Kievo goal, again, we're waiting until the 91st minute to talk about this. Uh, but Birsa has a great buildup, gets the through ball into the box. Small chip shot to Daniele. Gobi passes it to our main man, Bobby Inglese. Dobby's brother. And slots it home easily for the one nothing win here. And uh, Kievo, the stunner. There's not much more you can say about this game. Just Bobby English. We like saying it because Roberto Inglese translates to Bobby Inglese, and it's fun to say. Dai, forza, Kievo. Yeah. God, I was getting text messages when this started to heat up. I, I honestly, I, I wasn't paying any attention that this game was going on because I, what was I doing instead of watching OTFR play? Um, I think I was buying f- rugs for your house. I think I was flaying the skin off my back. I was flossing. I was making out with my pug, f- open mouth kissing my pug rather right. than watching lo- OTFR play. Some great mental images there. <laughs> It does need to be said uh, for OTFR here. No, no Chiro Immobile. Uh, he was out on yellow cards. He scored in the last three of the last four games. And no Keita. He's in the African Cup of Nations with uh, Senegal. Also, the OTFR fans, guys, spitting on their own players, on their captain. Classy. Yeah, please don't spit on your fans. Apparently, Biglia got spit on him and his wife, I saw. Did you see that, too? His wife was standing Didn't right next to him. see that. Ugh. Note to OTFR fans, don't spit on your players, and if you must spit on your players, spit on Ratlich. Yeah, fair point. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, another side story, but uh, we won't go into too much more detail there. We'll just, that's OTFR for you. Um, OTFR fifth place here, they got 40 points, and Kievo, the Musi Volanti, in 11th place, 28 points. How about it? Pulling, it, pulling off the upset. And then finally, guys, our last top five game, we've got Inter and Piscata. This one finished 3-0 with red-hot Inter. Get their seventh in a row and are streaking into the Champions League contention. Marco, lead us off. Yeah, I mean, look, more Inter dominance. And this game is capped with a 200th goal by Eded. (laughs) So Ambrosio and and Gian Mario start off in the first half. They get some tap-in crosses. I mean, here's an Inter team that's just absolutely all over Pescara. Pescara showing that they're the bottom. They're the chum of the chum bucket is the way I, I would expect them to be uh, recognized these days. There's a dolphin reference in there somewhere. Can dolphin, baby. Yeah. Can dolphin. 
Ken Dolphin. That's Ford, exactly right. Forza Delfini. <laughs> and, you know, really their only saving grace is Bahebek, who's over on loan from PSG. He's having a good game. He's really the Delfini's only hope. But again, you know, Sancito's popping. I mean, even for a Pescara game, I mean, it, you know, was the weather nice or something? Because the stadium looked plump. Well, that's what happens when you win seven in a row. That's so, right. Yeah, so uh, we've got Inter playing Juventus in the next round, uh, and a loss for Juve would open the race right back up. We definitely know that as Roma fans. Yeah, and uh, Adair gets his uh, 200th goal here in this game on the 73rd off uh, an Icardi pass. Uh, what do you guys think? Is Inter, uh, they got Juventus next up, and a loss for Juve uh, opens the race wide open for Serie A. We know that as Roma fans. Is Inter the dark horse for Serie A this year? Well, I think an Inter victory over Juventus next week, definitely they're not the dark horse. They're the white stallion that the rest yeah. of the Serie A is going to be riding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think they're still a little bit too far off of first place or, you know, even second place right now to to be talking like that. But, I mean, you know, when you have the hot streak, you have the players, um, seems like they're being pretty shrewd in the, in the transfer window too. So I... I think the Inter is doing well. I mean, it just goes to show, like, I think the whole city out right now is pretty healthy, you know? It's been, it's been a couple of years since you've seen, you know, such a kind of balance between the, the top of the table and, like, the first eight teams. You know, I, I really I think, yeah, Juve is still at the top and, you know, still looking, like, in good shape for the, the, the whole thing. But, man, I said, yeah. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you can't sleep on Inter this year. You can't sleep on Roma. I mean, Roma can't sleep because somebody's going to be right behind them. Napoli is incredible. Milan stumbled this week, but they're good. Torino and Atalanta are capable of beating anybody. Yeah, it's definitely a well-rounded league. OTFR, I think, like is still a soccer team. I'm not entirely certain. <laughs> My, uh, that's I, I'm just eating humble pie on Inter for the rest of the season. Uh, how they started with De Boer and and the whole Icardi mess. So. Good for them, but but really the uh, um, the thought with Inter and Napoli just as Roma fans, right? I mean, these are the two hottest teams in my opinion. I think Juve could stumble, but those two teams are dangerous, and and I think that will continue. So be a good game, uh, Inter Juve uh, coming up here. How about uh, the extra stuff? I had to laugh at this one for Inter guys. Uh, you see, Jal Mario trying to bring Ronaldo to Inter. We got one more day to make it happen. Yeah, right. <laughs> Would be interesting. I uh, thought funnier was Gabi Gol. Uh, you know, despite all his attitude, you know he's he's still twenty year old and he can't even tie his own tie. So he has Andreoli tying his tie, and in a video that they posted online, um, you know, Gabi Gol, you know, why don't you worry about you know taking care of them those eyebrows? Dude, you are in Italy. You got to be able to tie a tie. <laughs> and if you're not going to tie a tie, you got to unbutton that thing down to your belly button, let right. the gold chain and the chest hair hang out. Let it wide open. Yep. What other uh, news are you guys hearing for the transfer market for these two teams? I'm seeing an inter that's really seeming to trim the fat. I mean, they got, uh, this is a good one, Gyokuri to Udinese, Ranocchia to Hull. And uh, maybe Biaberni out. Uh, I saw in Gazzetta lo Sport that like Chelsea's, you know, talking about Biaberni. I don't know why, but you know, again, I think they're trimming the fat. They're being shrewd. I, I like it. All right. And uh, how about real quick for Pescara, just down in the basement there? But are they making any moves? 
a quiet week after bringing in Castanos and Muntari last week. And realistically, yeah, I mean, Pescara's having a bit of a transfer window here, but bottom of the bottom of the bucket. And poor Gilardino. <laughs> it's just Empoli's the coming trying to come back down, but uh just poor man. Poor, poor uh transfer there for him. So that'll do it, guys. That's our top five. We're gonna take a quick break and then start with the middle of the pack. This week's episode of Curve America is brought to you by Sumner Furniture. Sumner Furniture are office furniture experts based in the Washington, D.C. metro area. They provide high-quality new and used office furniture for all-size jobs, ranging from just one chair to million-square-foot offices. Sumner provides space designs, commercial moves, delivered installation for projects nationwide. Check out their website, SumnerFurniture.com, or their eBay store. Contact them and mention Curve America for an additional 10% off any new or used office chair. All right, first up with the middle of the pack is Torino and Atalanta. This one finished in a draw, 1-1. Two teams that we thought more, uh, but but Atalanta, they really opened this game up, uh, did did pretty well here. Um, Torino did open up the scoring. We got a former Romanista scoring in the 15th minute. Iago Falque runs, uh, gets a chip cross, heads it home. but that woke Atalanta up. After that, they came on strong in this game. Multiple shots, closing out the half. Didn't get one in, but um, they, they had a really impressive uh, uh, lead-up for, for the half. Joey Bag of Donuts, Joe Hart standing on his head, saving these goals. Um, a really, really impressive effort from Atalanta first, for the first half. Second half, Atalanta comes out still knocking. Uh, they build up uh, from the near corner. This is how they get their goal. Pitania, who takes a couple of touches and then kind of dives on the ball and has a like a diving shot, uh, kind of a half-scissor kick, sends a dribbler in past Joey, 1-1 in the 66th, and that's it. Uh, the whole game, I'd say Atalanta uh, was the better team here. What would you guys think? I saw Joe Hart having some, making some saves left and right. Yeah, I was uh, really curious as to see how this Atalanta defense was going to come in and shut down Aaron Rodgers for a chance for them to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, to, oh, sorry. Wrong team. Wrong team. No, it's good to see Patania back on the score sheet. Um, you know, he's he's a young, powerful guy that, you know, is not afraid to mix it up. He's not afraid to make his presence felt. He's not a big softy or anything like that. He just had a bit of unluck this year, being able to find goal, uh, you know, find goals, especially with you know, the talented cast around him. Um, it's nice to see him t- step up and 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 you know, fill a bigger role and knock one in this game. Yeah, so that's it. One-one. Uh, 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 Atlanta's it's kind of a surprise here. Uh, two games behind a Champions League spot. Guys, question for you: Dare they dream of champions? We've been talking about it all season, and uh, you know. They got the fans, they got the team, but you know it seems like there's other teams that are, are coming to their own right into their own right now. Uh, you know, Milan, Inter, uh, OTFR has been dangerous all season, so it's going to be tough for them to get into that Champions League spot. But I'm rooting for them. I tell you what, um, losing Gagliardini for them was a huge hit, um, but it seems like they got young talent for days. Um, Gasparini seems to know what he's doing. He's gonna he's gonna get that Waspley Wabbit, which might be the uh, the, the Champions League berth. Um, but I tell you what, 
no matter what happens, I'm going to live and die on every result with the, with this team every week. If they lose, I'm going to be like, oh, I don't think they have it. If they win, I'm going to be like, yeah, these boys, they're going to make that run. I, I love a Cinderella story. Uh, everyone knows that, but uh, I don't think they're going to end up in Champions League. I think they'll be very happy with the Europa spot, and congrats uh, playing playing good soccer out there. How about for Torino, guys, real quick? Uh, ninth place for them, 31 points. Were we expecting better for them? Uh, I think at the beginning of the season, we were expecting better. But again, the way things have shaped out, I don't think we were expecting Inter and Milan to be as strong as they've been this season. And, uh, you know, teams just kind of get knocked down a couple pegs and Torino is where they should be right now. All right. And then turn into the transfer market. We got one more day of this. It doesn't seem like any big news for either of these teams here, but... uh, I kind of have my my heart in my throat here for I, I want to keep being able to say Joey Bag of Donuts for the rest of the season. Uh, I, I'm thinking EPL might come up and snatch him tomorrow. Uh, we'll see, uh, but nothing yet. So that'll do it for these two teams. Torino's in ninth place, 31 points, and we got Antalanta with uh, 39 points in sixth place. So there's our first middle of the pack team. Uh, middle of the pack game up next we got milan and udinese this one was a bit of a stunner guys 2-1 udinese takes it our main man hdct leads udinese as they stun milan tad you got it yeah this game starts off looking kind of like business as usual for for milan um suso drops you know a straight dime right on bonaventura who chests it to his uh basically to his scoring cleats and he curls it in across his body you know, Karzenis got nothing. 1-0 in the eighth minute. You know, Milan, they look again like the team of the future. <laughs> um, but Locatelli decides he's going to have none of that. He decides he's going to put his dunce cap on, and he passes it right to DePaul uh, for Udinese, who cuts it back to Principal Strickland Halfordson, who <laughs> takes a break from chastising Marty McFly for not having a hall pass long enough to catch AC- HDTC in stride. 31st minute. Tie ball game, folks. I'll, I'll say it's about time Locatelli makes a dumb young mistake, you know? Yes. Three pop culture references and one point there, Tad. I'm impressed. Well done. I, I, I'm, I'm impressive. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Udinese takes the lead, though, when uh, Jankto finds DePaul, uh, all, you know, as alone as a McAllister kid um, who swings the paint can and knocks in a low bomb past Donnarumma. No simple task. 2-1 in the 73rd minute. And that sums it up, guys. Milan, for uh, all the possession that they had, even on shots 12 to 12, um, and and they get handed a loss and prove that uh, they are still a Milan team, even with some of the fancy stars and some of their their uh, uh, their hot young talent that is capable of losing two one to Udinese. <laughs> this game summed up in a home alone reference: Milan not getting the job done. Uh, so we do see, guys. Um, the uh, Bonaventura is going to be out for a little bit here. Is that going to dash Milan's hopes for playing in the in a European Europa tournaments uh, next year? I mean, he definitely brings something dynamic to their attack. He's got the pace. He's got the technique. He's got the base. Yeah. He's got the technique. I mean, he's he's for my money um, outside of Donnarumma, but he's been there. He's been their best field player um, this season. So it's going to be huge him being gone a month. Um, when he gets subbed out, though, maybe the answer is subbed back on is um, Milan's new toy, Delafoe, who Chris brought up last week. Sounds a lot like the hot early 2000s one-hit wonder, 
LFO. <laughs> so spark me to come up with a nickname for Delafo. From now on, he's going to be called Summer Girl. It was either that or Abercrombie. That was going to be the two choices for that nickname. Summer now Girl have been dubbed Summer Girl. Yeah. That's 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 the. It, it rolls out the tongue easier than Abercrombie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Shelia also gets hurt in this game. Boy, there's a picture of this up on Facebook. DePaul doesn't get a red for it even, but he gets straight tooken. His ankle is so gross. Uh, we'll put it up. On, we'll put it up on the, the social medias. But um, yeah, I mean, just injury trouble for uh, 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 Milan at this point. Uh, it's it, it's tough because they dropped a seventh place with this loss. Yeah, that's a bummer. And they're also losing some key players here, guys. Uh, let's talk about the transfer window. Uh, so starting off from along, we got Niang going up to the EPL, going to Watford, huh? Yeah, that's that. To me, that's a big loss because again, uh, players like Bonaventura and Niang, they just give you different a different look in the attack. And uh, you know, I guess it, they're 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 just being shrewd and conservative with their money. So we'll see. We'll we'll see what they uh, how they're able to backfill there. Yeah, tough loss for Milan there. Uh, but but we, they've, they've replenished real quick, though. Um, they signed Ocampos to Milan, so continuing on with this youth movement, they get another young player. And although Ocampos has a tendency to dive, he is a quality player. Very nice. Maybe some uh, extra hope here for uh, the Milanista here. We found out Kobe Bryant, yeah, obviously spent some time over in Italy, diehard Milanista. Uh, we got a video. We should probably post that on, on uh, social media, too, but... Kobe, if you're listening, love to have you on the podcast. Yeah, apparently uh, the Black Mamba is now the Red and Black Mamba. So nice. I like that. Nailed well it. done. Nailed, Nailed it. it. Yep. I was thinking about that one all day. <laughs> all right. So there we go with the transfer uh, uh, market there. Let's uh, finish off. We got Milan in seventh place with 37 points. And Udinese, uh, we got them in 10th place with 28 points. So... Pretty shocking there. Uh, pretty pretty close uh, in in the table. And Udinese take this from Milan. Next one up, guys. We've got Fiorentina and Genoa finishing with a three three draw here. This was a goal fest. Youngsters shine as both teams show that their Jekyll and Hyde characteristics uh, exist. Marco, you got this one. Yeah, and you know Fiorentina really. If you look at the stats, twenty one to seven in shots. 60-40 possession, you know, they got five corners, the other, t- you know, Genoa's got zero corners, and they start the game off really hot. Rubinho, aka Sleepy, lets a cross from Illich just go in, and it's just like, okay, you know, this man's still sleeping, you know, they, after... Uh, that, was, that was embarrassing. Do you think Illich could even deserve to, to celebrate that goal? And he gets on his knees and, like, does this whole, like, I don't know. After that, Chiesa scores an absolute beauty. Guys, he's the best player on the field. He's super young, and he just gets a ball in from Kalinic, fakes a shot. Uh, well, you know what? I'm going to talk about it later because it's my goal of the week. Rich and faith right. in the church, man. Chiesa bobbling. I'm actually going to take this shot of olive oil right now to Chiesa because it's, it's been three weeks now in a row that we've been talking about him. Yep. He's a beast. Hashtag so. Marco Chin Chin this week. Oh. Rich in faith, rich in flavor. You know what? I'm getting used to it. Yeah, he doesn't even need the... Oh, he needed... <laughs> there he yeah, goes. there it is. There he goes. Shot of olive oil. God, man. Yep. That was a really good idea. <laughs> Simeone gets one back and then he sets up Tarabat who looks like Drake. 
the uh, the the R and B singer. Lena, when you need my love, sets him up for the for the tying goal, and it's like this is what I'm talking about, you know, or this is what Chris just mentioned, Genoa who is able to lose the last place team, beat Juve, yeah. you know, come back from a two-goal lead. All of a sudden, you know, they're back in this game, and then Bidnadiski comes on, has a little magic, sets up Karanich for the finish. It's 3-2, and then Bidnadiski, Jacqueline Hyde, guys. I mean, the whole game, both teams, he gets a handball on the line, gets a red card, and Simeone scores his brace, gets the PK. Look, 3-3 at the end of this game, and you got Sousa saying it's not enough to play beautifully. You have to be hungry. Hashtag obvious thing coaches say. Yeah. So how about so so how about for Genoa here with uh, Simeone getting two goals here? Second one, Simeone's got a PK with a red card on the line. Uh, good result for Simeone? Simeone? Yes, Simeone is absolutely on fire. I mean, this is four goals in his last three games. And six in his last seven games. Yeah. So just scoring at will so much. So apparently he's drawing the attention of his daddy's league. Uh, <laughs> La Liga, uh, apparently Villarreal is, is ready to kick up around $20 million for him. Genoa, as we talked about in the last week, has been just totally decimated. And this week losing Ocampos uh, have been just totally decimated by transfers. Um, Rincon gone. All are, uh, you know, lack salt maybe. Riff raff. Spring break. Might be on his way out. Um, you know, they, they really need to keep on some of these players if they're not just going to phone in the rest of the season. Yeah, Pavoletti as well. All right, so there's uh, most of the transfer talk, too, with these two middle-of-the-pack teams for sure. But, man, if you run into them, uh, they, they can really kill your hot streak. So Fiorentina is in eighth place with 34 points. And Genoa uh, down a little bit less, uh, 15th with 25 points. But... Don't don't uh, take them for granted, man. They can really spoil your season. Well, Fiorentina reloads a little bit. They pick up Ricardo Sampanara from Empoli and a shrewd little piece of business right there. Another fun name to say. Yeah. All right. So, uh, yeah, that one finished in a 3-3 draw. On to the next one, guys. We got oh, my favorite word. Cagliari. There you go. All right. Playing go. Bologna. 1-1 in this game. Finishes another draw here. Bologna decide they might as well try and beat Cagliari with nine men and stumble as Boriello stays hot and saves the day. Tad, take it away, man. Well, I got to say that the radio in Cagliari probably let everyone know all week that there are still plenty of great tickets available for this game. Yeah. This game in Waynestock. Plenty of great seats available. The stadium is absolutely empty. You know, Marco Sau comes out. You know, he starts out acting like he's going to be just straight gangster with a couple of uh, excellent missed chances. Yep. Um, he beats the goalie on the first but can't quite cut the angle. It was a tough one. If it would have gone in, it definitely would have been my goal of the week. Hashtag Tad moments right there. Yeah. Um, on the second one, he hits a hurt woodwork with just an absolute whammer, a strike from distance. Um, but Destro <laughs> scores the first goal in the Destro way. Someone else better than him, in this case, Cresci, puts in a ton of work and crosses one in the box that Destro almost like hits in self-defense. Um, and as it, when it goes in, he falls into the goal, um, but he can't get to his feet fast enough to ascend to his golden litter and begin his victory tour throughout the towns of Italy because for scoring this goal. And there will, there will be confetti in the streets in Italy tonight, baby. <laughs> So we got we got one zero uh, uh, Bologna, um, and then Bologna just decides 
we don't feel like winning this game. We don't want three points. Not for us. Viviani picks up a double, uh, double yellow and gets straight pieced. Um, and, you know, the look on his face and his objection, he can't believe that they don't allow studs up two-feeted tackles in this rinky-dink league. Um, and so back to the tattoo parlor for him. Um, this time, I think the tattoo you should get covering his whole body is this, I just got a double yellow red and I can't freaking believe it emoji. Um, and then Kraft gets a red card, um, basically just for standing too close to Boriello when he dives. Um, and Boriello gets a free kick and puts my nipples straight on blast. And he parties <laughs> like it's 2005 Boriello with a laser left-footed free kick from distance. And Calgary pulled this one back thanks to Boriello. They get a goal 1-1. Hashtag Tad Monologues. Yeah. Well said there. Uh, very creative, I got to say. Sound not getting a goal in this goal in this game. Uh, very surprising. But for me, guys, Boriello, game of the, goal of the week. Uh, just an awesome free kick and saves a point for his team in the process. Uh, um, the guy that he just he continues to score goals, huh? It's unreal. Yeah. Not too much news uh, on the transfer market for these teams either, guys. One day left. Uh, Boreola, though, guys, five goals in seven games. He's got 10 goals in Serie A this year, 14 in all competitions. What does Boreolo think he is? Boreolo 10 years ago? <laughs> well said. So we got, uh, oh, I'm saying this word a lot, uh, Cagliari. I get it down this week. 14th place with 27 points. And Bologna, also right above them in 13th, tied for 27 points, but on goal differential, they're ahead. All right, so that'll finish up the middle of the pack, and we go to Ted and Marco's favorite place. Wait, which one? The, the Dangers. Richard's Dangers. All right. Glad you guys are enjoying that. But now it's my turn to shine here with Crotone, my underdogs, playing Empoli. 4-1 Crotone. <sighs> Got to be a record. If you smell what the croutons are cooking, baby. Yep. This this might be as good as it gets uh, for my fellow Pythagoreans out there in Crouton Nation. We got a hat trick for a Crotone player, and his name is Falcinelli. I could, I could read it in the Comic Sans on the back of his jersey. Yeah. And then it's not just some rat boy Italian pulling a rabbit out of the hat at halftime. Hat trick. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> All right, let's open up with uh, Crotone starting off the scoring here with Stoyan in the 23rd minute, runs on the ball and sends it in the low corner. Pretty good goal, professional goal, I'd say. Uh, and that doesn't always happen for uh, Crotone there. So Stoyan gets us started. Falcinelli, uh, he started this game off missing badly. I mean, just shooting it like uh, just a field goal kicker, uh, just way over the bar. But uh, I guess he keeps his confidence because he comes back later. Not before in the 38th minute, our old friend, the Georgia Peach. Tad, you want to say his name? Levon. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mikalice. Levon Barksdale. <laughs> Another wire reference. Marco. I'm oh, impressed. Oh, well done. But yeah, uh, Georgia Peach Mikalice sends a fast dribbler in the top of the box. Uh, it, it just goes in. Uh, not impressive uh, goal, but hey, that's uh, we're, we're, we're at an Empoli Crotone game here, so you take what you can get. <laughs> um, might have been a deflection, but hey, that's what it is. Hey, it's the game of the week, baby. Yeah. So we jump to the second half, and you might as well call the second half what it is, the Falcinelli Show. 
56th minute Crotone free kick. Falcioni runs into the box from the free kick and heads it home. Rips off his shirt and looks like he's a, he belongs in a new Baywatch movie coming out in a couple months, guys. Just ripped. Well done. I mean, in good shape. Mm. Yeah. Check it out. Chris joined the gym this week. I did. I did. I'm trying to look like Falcinelli. Uh, <laughs> but then uh, the 91st minute. He's, a, he's actually doing uh, an, an ab bridge right now while he's, while he's moderating the podcast. <laughs> doing crunches, yeah. Um, 91st minute. So we're in injury time in the second half. Stoyan gets brought down in a box, and Falcinelli is the man to step up and take the PK. And 2-1. 2-1 croutons in extra time. They're going to steal this from Empoli. Uh, and you think that's done, right? I mean, come on, guys. Even the, my beloved Pitagorici, they're not going to screw this up in the 91st minute, right? They've got the lead. 91st minute. Feel like we can, we're can? we done with the goals here? Not so. Falcinelli finishes again. Uh, he takes the give and go, shoots to the corner, and then finishes with a hat trick in this game for a total of 4-1. I, I love this story, guys. It's a basement battle. Somebody's got to love it. Yeah. Crotone's fighting to keep Empoli down so they can stay up next season. Uh, and, and that's kind of what happened. Empoli just ultimately in an uninspiring game here. The only thing Crotone loses at, and Tad has mentioned already, is the uniform battle. The Comic Sans continues to be on their back, uh, spelling out their names. It's just atrocious. You know, three points that they needed. They Absolutely, had to win man. this game, and the fact is, is Empoli, I hate to say it, but they've been hot lately. Yeah. Georgia Peach has five goals in six games. Um, just an absolute shocker to me that Falcinelli had a hat trick and Crotone win 4-1. The game that Crotone needed to win, I will say. If they didn't win that, it'd probably all be over. Yep. Yeah, it's uh, it's just cool to watch. Uh, it's another uh, race that you can watch uh, to get out of the basement. Crotone's in 18th place with 13 points. They get three points here uh, for Empoli. Uh, they, they're in 17th with 21. So Crotone... Is that, is that two wins for Crotone? On the season? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't we predict three? Yeah, no, you get, they definitely out outperformed uh, your your early uh, season uh, uh, Prediction. predictions. There's the word. There we go. Um, but yeah, I mean, just just keeping it exciting here. So definitely, Empoli still got plenty of space between them. But like Marco said, a, a, a result that Crotone absolutely needed, and that'll do it for us in the danger zone, guys. Uh, not much to report on beyond that. I heard that Lionel Messi's going to Crotone. I want to float that transfer rumor. <laughs> Throw it out there, yeah. And Kobe Bryant is going to go to Empoli. No, he's he's with Milan. We've got uh, uh, Ronaldo going to uh, Inter. Why not? Throw something else for Crotone. Let's, let's see. One more day of the transfer market where we have to put up with these rumors. And that'll do it, guys. Uh, week 22 in the books. Let's jump to the awards now. So starting off, we got a goal of the week. Who was your striker who got the goal of the week for you guys? Guys, I mentioned it earlier, but Kadenich drops the ball in the where he passes, lays the ball across the Chiesa in the box. He fake shot like a pro, like Messi does, you know, when he f- takes the fake shot and then just slots it to the bottom right hand corner of the, of the goal. Guys, Chiesa's the man. Rich face in the church, but I'm I'm gonna throw a, a, a shout out uh, Chris Ross the boss's way. My goal of the week is Stoyan. Plunk. Just a, just a, just a nice plunk right there, man. And yeah. Crotone ride that wave into uh, into 
a, a game we didn't talk at all about five seconds ago. Bertone <laughs> wins. Plenty of room on the uh, crouton uh, bandwagon, guys. And for all the Curve Americans out there, get up on it. <laughs> Mine is going to be with our, our old friend Boriello, man. I just I aspire to be like that when I'm 38 or 50 or whatever he is. Uh, <laughs> in I think the he's age. 142. Yeah, he doesn't age, but there's a painting in a closet somewhere that that's aging. Dorian Gray. Anyways, I read. <laughs> I read. Yeah. Uh, so there's my goal of the week. I think that covers it for everybody. Let's go to the other side of the of the field, guys. Your save of the week. Tad, start us off. I'm going to rock with Bur- birthday boy Uncle Gigi as a double save that's actually, you know, can't believe that a 39-year-old man can move that way. He blocks one down from Politano, point-blank range, hops up and knocks one down from the Matrix man himself. Happy birthday, Uncle Gigi. For me, it's Joey the Heartbreaker, Joey Bag of Donuts. He's got a save on Pharrell's header in the first half, and actually immediately after, he has a great save against Papu Gomez. Joey Heartbreaker, don't break our hearts. Stay at Torino. I like it. I'm going to go with Palermo's Posevic. I know that he had just an awful five-hole goal. Uh, feel bad for the man as a fellow goalkeeper. Hashtag but- doink. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, he, he really did have a good game, and Palermo is just struggling in the basement, getting a result against Napoli. I don't want to, um, you know, let that not be seen. Uh, he he uh, had a good game despite the one bad save or not save. Good game. Good yeah. game. Yep. So uh, that'll do it for our, our awards. How about looking ahead, guys? We've got some great games coming up for Week 23 here. What, let's start with uh, Juventus and Inter. Predictions, yeah. guys. This one's got to be the game of the week right here, and a big one that we've had in a while since the end of, uh, since the, end of the 2016 portion of the season. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I, I call Inter in this game 2-1. Um, it seems like Juventus is poised for the beating, um, and I think that Icardi um, has, a, has a big game this game. Maybe he gets one. Maybe Perisic gets one as well. I'm going to agree with you 2-1 all the way. It uh, seems to be written in the cards here. I mean, Inter just absolutely in form. Juve stumbling here and there, plus they got Champions League coming up. So we'll see what happens, but I think Inter is going to get this one. I'm going to be uh, a little less optimistic here and, and say that it's going to be a draw here. 1-1, Juve and Inter, both really good teams, fighting it out to the death uh, and finishing with a draw, one point each. Other big game uh, for all the Romanisti out there. We got Roma Fiorentina. What do you guys think for that game? A game that we need after this past weekend. What for that big old stank and turd we just laid uh, in the punch bowl uh, this past weekend? I'm going to say Roma comes in this game angry. They finally get a home game um, and they rock this one 3 0 Fiorentina. You ain't scoring and your defense is trash. 2 0 for me. Roma. I think they're going to bounce back after that trash performance. And I think look for a big game from our man Jackal. And maybe uh, we'll see Totti on the field at the end of the game there, too. Ooh, don't tease me. Toti. <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, agreeing with uh, Marco here on the 2 nothing for Roma here. But my reasoning is uh, Fiorentina beat us early on in a rainy game uh, early on in the first part of the season. I feel like we're going to exact some revenge after losing that one. And... Uh, We'll see if Checo can can manage the roads and and uh, all roads leading to to Rome and all roads leading to some goals from from Checo. 
I don't know. It's late. See if that works. Sorry, guys. I had work calls uh, interrupt this podcast this week. <laughs> All right. So there's uh, our predictions for the two biggest games of week 23. I think that'll do it for us, guys. Uh, we'll see uh, what we'll, what uh, Washington, D.C. will bring us next week. I'm sure uh, there'll be something else big in the news. But until then... Maybe un- Trump can write a an executive order to have Roma always play on BN. How's that? How's that for some optimism? Yeah, maybe I'll come around on a few things then. All right, guys. Usually we end with uh, just saying ciao to the Curve Americans out there. I think it's appropriate we end with the Emma Lazarus quote that's on the Statue of Liberty this week. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. To all the immigrants out there living in America and abroad, we say, Arrivederci. Ciao. Ciao. See you soon.